0: you think welcome to the I Ram zone I hope you're never the same James 1 five said says this if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him and, and really that's what we're trying to do on the I workram radio roundtables every Friday we're just inviting you to call in and ask your questions maybe uh, just say hey this is what I've got going on this is a situation that's happened and what do I do? What do you think? Give me an opinion. Call into the studio line now, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Or you could always email us before the show, during the show. We're always checking emails all the time. Jim at IWorkForHim.com or Martha at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at com or Martha at com. All right, Martha. Last week we had a great, very fast-moving conversation about. Um, oh yeah, it does make noise, doesn't? It? Uh, we have. A, <laughs> sorry, distracted by something in the studio. Um, we had a great conversation about a couple of questions that are that some uh, emailers had emailed into us, and uh, so we still have some of those questions left we didn't get to last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what I was thinking about just when you were reading that verse is as we talk about things that other people want to discuss. Um, We don't know all the answers, and we are always seeking for knowledge as well. So if someone else has more to say about a situation than we may know, we open it up for that as well so we can hear from people.
0: Last week, um, one of the questions was, how can I, as a business leader in a non-faith-based business, use faith-based business and leadership training tools when developing staff? And we talked a lot. There's a lot of great materials out there. John Maxwell does a lot of faith-based materials that are not, uh, in-your-face with Jesus, but they really present biblical concepts. But over the weekend, I had a conversation—actually, it was during this past week, I had somebody ask me, he said, you know, as a business owner, how how much can you pound people with Jesus before they start to sue you? Hmm. And I'm like, well, well, let's just, let's just rephrase that question. First of all, it's never a good idea to pound people with Jesus. That wasn't his approach. He just loved people— and through loving them, he got an opportunity to tell them about his heavenly father. And that's the idea. But you as a small business owner, we will have in the future a, a guest on the show, David Gibbs III. Uh, he's with the National Center for Life and Liberty, NCLL.org, if I remember correctly. He's been on our show several times in the past. And he talks about the fact that you as a Christian small business owner, you can do anything you want with your faith. But again, we, you can incorporate faith throughout your entire organization. I believe it's with under 50 employees. And if you're a government worker, you can, your faith is protected, and your ability to exercise your faith is protected by the Constitution. But when you're in a big company, you've got some limitations. You can't force people to participate in anything religious. But again, you don't want to force people into this. You want to just love them right where they're at and encourage them, right, honey?
1: Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, you said a key word there. You said in anything religious. And the point is, is that having a relationship with Jesus Christ is a lifestyle. And it is. It should encompass every part of who we are. And so by just having relationships with other people, you're sharing Jesus with them all along the way.
0: And that's really that's really the point. If you want to call in, if you've got a question about how you can incorporate your faith into what you're doing in your workplace, just have a question. Maybe you want to make a statement. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Uh, and just talk to Martha and I about what's going on in your workplace. You know, I think what's really important is we need to recognize, Martha, that in our workplace, as you and I manage people, as, the, as our listeners either manage people work alongside people, is that everybody wants to know, well, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to incorporate my faith. I, I don't even know what to do. So we come back from the break, and really want to talk about that because a lot of people think they have to have like a four-step program or a 12-step program, and this is how it's done. And that's, that's not at all the case. Right. I mean, that's not what Jesus did. You don't have to. There's not a 12-step program for bringing your faith to work. It, it's just a base, it's just based on transparency. But it's time for our book highlight segment. Brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Halftime, written by Bob Buford. And you've heard me talk about this a little bit, but you're going to hear me a lot about it. This is a book that made a huge impact in my life. I read this book a long time ago, 2004, January, 2004. And when I was done reading this book, I said, Lord, I'm tired of chasing success. It leaves me empty. I want to pursue a life of significance like Bob Buford did as he uh, wrote about it in this book. And this book, I've given away dozens and dozens of copies of this book because it is a game changer, a paradigm shifter. It is all about what Romans 12, 2 talks about in the, In uh, the book of Romans, I just said that like that. Hey, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's what this book is all about, changing the way you think about your workplace. Call into the studio line now. The book is called Halftime. Call into the studio line now at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, and we'll send you a copy. And remember, you need to read this book.
1: Don't wait for the movie.
0: All right. The lines are all live and open for you to call in and get a copy of the book or make a comment or ask a question of us on the I work for Him radio Roundtable. We are, Field your questions, your comments about, hey, here's how I'm doing, bringing my faith to work each and every day. Or, hey, how do I do this each and every day? I'm new to a job. How do I let people know I'm a Christ follower? Call into the studio line and ask us that question, 877-943-9673. Or during the week, you can email us, jim dot com, martha at com, or just post on Facebook, right? They can comment on Facebook. How do they get a hold of us on Facebook?
1: Um, I work for him. Is the name and it's just the number four. I work the number four him.
0: But how do they send us a message on our Facebook page?
1: Um, they there's 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 an option so people that Facebook people all that time? know they know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe people it. People are <laughs> laughing at me
0: now, and they have. No, I mean, I'm on Facebook all the time. I watch funny videos. I don't know. You do. I,
1: you like the videos? I do like
0: That's, the videos. There, every once in a while, I see a picture. maybe we should like. make
1: a funny video.
0: We should. Maybe we should make a funny video. That I don't be think great. we should. How what? Okay, go ahead.
1: I don't know, but before we get into a conversation, I just want to give a shout out. Okay, absolutely. I just, we have a new listener who should be listening today for the first time. She promised me she would. I just want to say hi to Mary, my new sister in Christ. And she asked me to say something funny, but... I don't I don't tell jokes very well, so I hope that maybe something funny comes across the airs to her today. Guarantee
0: we're going to so, say something funny on here. We'll
1: leave it at that. Okay, all <laughs> right. Thanks, Mary. Welcome. Mary, for listening.
0: Welcome to the I Work For Him Nation. All right, you can call into the studio line now, get a copy of the book, Halftime, or... Ask us a question or make a comment about how you're incorporating your faith in your workplace. If you've got a testimony on how God has used you in the workplace, just let us know. We'd love to hear about it. It's a huge encouragement to us. All right. So, Martha, we were talking about a lot of people think, I got asked that question, you know, how much trouble can you get or can you get sued for pounding people over the head with Jesus in your, in your workplace? How much can you get away with? Or something like that is what the right. question was. And, and, and I looked at the business owner and said, um, But that's not what we do. We, we don't pound people over the head with Jesus because right. that's not what Jesus did. Right. He didn't pound people. But the bottom line is, as a Christ-following business owner, and if you've got under 50 employees, you've got really carte blanche freedom to incorporate faith into every level and ask people to participate at every level. But do the people a favor when you're interviewing them. Let them know. That this is—that's what your core values are all about. Your decision filters are all about Christ, and let them make sure that they're willing to operate in that kind of an environment. But let's just say you're a new follower to Christ, and you're a business owner or a business leader, and I just—but you got a lot of people underneath you that really aren't too hip to that beat. That's okay. Just let your witness uh, minister to them. Don't we? Don't you? Never win anybody to Jesus by shoving the Bible down their throats.
1: That's right, and you know that's such a good point because. Uh, We want to be the place that they feel safe and loved. And if they're afraid to come near you because they think they're going to just get attacked, then you are killing that relationship to even be able to uh, witness as Christ wants us to.
0: We want to make it so that when people come, when they know that they're approaching us, they're approaching us for a reason. They're approaching us because they know we're approachable. Number two, that we're going to be a good Mm -hmm. listener. Number three, that if they ask us to pray for something, we will pray. So that, that's a really important thing. So the answer to the question is, how much trouble can I get? To, I mean, will I ever get sued? You might get sued. There's all kinds of people that will sue for just about anything. But here's the bottom line. If you're loving people, not very likely they're going to be suing you. And, and that's really what that's what Jesus did. Remember, when he walked on the streets all over the nation of Israel, he loved people right where they're at. He didn't call them from their sin and then love them. He loved them first and then called them from their sin. And that's what we need to do. We got to stop judging people because they sin differently than us. And and again, I'm as guilty as anybody at that. You know, we have to stop judging people because they sin differently than us. Bottom line, I mean, it's so easy as a Christian to judge people. But why? We've been forgiven everything. I don't know. It just seems to come. I think very we lose
1: perspective really easily, and we um, and forget about that. <laughs> Driving
0: down these roads in Tampa Bay, I lose my perspective every <laughs> thirty seconds. It's ridiculous.
1: It improves your prayer life along the way, right? It,
0: I, it does because I fear for my life every day. <laughs> Last night on the way home from the from the show, I saw people whose cars have been rolled over. I, mm. I got cut off by these. Guys driving a truck for a, a a carpet and tile company driving 80 miles an hour. I tried to get the company's phone number so I could call them and tell them what.
1: Were they going too fast for you? They to were weaving in and out traffic. I, <laughs> they were driving
0: so fast, my little Scion couldn't catch up to them on the Howard Franklin in Tampa. That's probably I'm doing, better. I'm at 80 miles an hour trying to catch these guys, and I still couldn't catch them. And they're pulling a trailer, and it's pouring down rain.
1: Oh, scary Oh, yeah, times. I shouldn't say that, should yeah, I? Yeah, no. But it's just, you know,
0: <laughs> I finally okay. gave up. I realized I was going to be in danger if I kept doing yeah, that. Yeah, there you right. go. Let's take another question that we were asked uh, over this week while we were from email from somebody uh, about uh, work incorporating their faith into the workplace. Okay. Did you get one, or do I have them all?
1: I think you have them.
0: Okay, all right, all right. The question was, the other day I noticed that my friend at work was hurting, but I didn't know what to do.
1: Mm. You know, I think that uh, a lot of times we notice things about people and don't act on them and then later can regret that because it was a perfect opportunity to just, like you were saying before, love on them. So in a situation where you know somebody well enough, to you can tell something is wrong in their life, that there's that they're hurting, whatever that might look like, whether it's from the job or personal.
0: But how do you notice that? Let's just step well, back there because that's that's a really, let's just stop there. So I mean, how do you even notice when people are having a bad day?
1: Well, you've built a relationship with them that you know what their normal is and you know um, what their standard is um, actions are and how they behave and how they treat other people. And if you see that that's changed for any reason, it's because you know them and you've gotten to experience life with them in the workplace.
0: Okay. But you're speaking from a woman's perspective. Of course
1: I am. (laughs) So now you can speak from a man's perspective. Most (laughs) men
0: are so ignorant of people around them. They don't pay attention to their feelings. Not all men, but most men are like, well, just do your job. Why are you letting them out? Why are you letting that bother you? Just move on.
1: Okay, so even if a guy notices that somebody's hurting, they must really be hurting. That's one of the big uh, okay, things Okay, but there. most of the time, guys just say, well, just compartmentalize
0: that, you'll be oh. fine. What I'm saying is that as men, we need to work extra hard at this, certainly if you're a manager or a supervisor, but if you're just, you're just mm-hmm. a coworker, pay attention to people's normal countenance. You know, what are they normally like? And then you'll notice, I mean, if you have normal conversations, normal relationships with people, even if it's just fairly shallow, you'll notice the day that they come in and things are different. That's true. So it it all starts with just observation, but that's why we challenge you to join the I Work for Am Nation. Uh, We're challenging Christ followers in Tampa Bay to make the commitment to pray for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Why should you do that? Because when you start to pray for people, you really start to pay attention to people. Mm -hmm. And it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, listen, I was praying for you. How can I pray for you specifically? I am extraordinarily blessed by my Heavenly Father to have an incredible woman by my side for 29 and a half years. We've been friends, though. Holy mackerel, 33 years.
1: Probably like this week. I think it was towards the end of August. Mm. I don't know. Sometime in August of 82.
0: We know that. Yes, it was. (laughs) August of 1982. All right. Welcome back to the Work Frame Radio Roundtable every Friday, we're going to open up the lines and allow you to call in and talk about maybe a testimony on how you've been successful in sharing your faith in the workplace and maybe a question that you have on how you could be more effective or you want to share something with the audience. But we're looking for feedback so we can encourage each other in our faith on how we can connect our faith to our workplace each and every Friday on the I Work From Radio Roundtable. So call into the studio line now, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Call now. You can also get a copy of the book, Halftime, we're giving away today. If you're between 35 and 55, I just throw those numbers out there, and you've seen success, but you really want to pursue a life of significance because you've already figured out at 35, somewhere between 35 and 55, that it leaves you empty. It doesn't leave you, you know, success in order to feel successful, you have to have just a little bit more. So I read this book and it stopped me in my tracks and said, I want to stop pursuing something that's elusive. I want to pursue something that has an eternal reward. That's the book Halftime. Call right now. 877 Have you read Halftime, Martha? Yes, I have. What did I, you think of it?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I think it's such it, it was a great inspiration to take a look and say, you know what? There is so much more. I think so many of us know the concept that God has created us for something amazing, and we are called to be the ones to do that. But reading it in print and saying, you know what, there's more than just the bottom line. There's more than just that next promotion um, to give you that sense of real significance in life. And um, that's really what it puts into words, and it really is meaningful, and it's not a difficult book to read. I think when, when you were talking about giving it away, you know, if you know somebody that is, like you were given the book from somebody it else. Was
0: My good buddy Bob Cater.
1: That's right. He's the one who so, introduced
0: me to Oz Hillman, too, who's also, I mean, that led us to having an iWorkframe radio program.
1: It did. But I was thinking about that. If somebody wants to call in and get the book to give to somebody that they know is at that point in their life. Maybe they've already read it but they would like a copy to give to somebody that would be significant. I mean that's a that's a huge thing too and what a blessing cuz it you know was a life changer for us and um somebody can do that for somebody else. Too.
0: Put a B&I principle to work, give to get to give. That's right. Okay. Mm, All good. right. So we're right before the break, we we're talking about this email that we got that said the other day I noticed my friend at work was hurting but I didn't know what to do. And I stopped Martha on her explanation. I interrupted her, which she's used Never to Never happens. Always happens. Mm. And I said, well, first of all, we need to really pay attention. We need to know what our, the normal countenance of our people, the normal attitude of our of our friends, our coworkers, our employees are, so that that's how we can notice when they're having a down day. I mean, it's really important that we, we are in tune with them. And, and a lot of good managers, they recognize that they're Number one job is relationships Mm -hmm. with their people. It's not to be really busy in the business. It's to be working on the business through your people. Because if you're a really effective manager, your people are getting the work done and you're feeding your people. But that's how you get to know whether they're having a good day or
1: a bad day. Right. And, you know, when you were just saying that, the other thing I was thinking of is about the good day, too. Being not just seeing when somebody's hurting, but seeing when somebody's in a really good mood and finding out. What happened in their hey, life? You win the lottery? share it with everybody. There might be some exciting news, but they just may not feel like it's appropriate to share it, or they uh, just you know want to be asked. So, again, noticing that there's a change in their behavior is really important.
0: You know, it's something we just have to be proactive about. I mean, if if you're if you missed an opportunity yesterday to mm-hmm. ask somebody that question, wow, it looks like you're a little down today. It's okay to go back today and say, "Hey, I missed the opportunity yesterday. I'm sorry. How you doing? I know yesterday it seemed like you were having a rough day." I mean, it's okay to go back transparency was Jesus's most power. This is, in my opinion, Jesus's most powerful tool. He was transparent and vulnerable with everybody. It is Those are huge Christ-like qualities. He also was God, so he was also powerful and commanding, but he did it in a loving, transparent, vulnerable way. He didn't intimidate people. He just loved people. And so when you, when you have an opportunity to go back and say, boy, I really blew it yesterday. You seem like you're having a bad day, and I get so caught up in my job I forgot. How are you doing today? I mean, and, and, and here's the cool thing. If you, if you develop a good enough relationship with somebody and they know where you stand for Christ, just be based on your attitude, your actions, your mouth, the fact that you do an incredible job at work, when you approach somebody and say, hey, you seem like you're having a bad day today or you're having a tough day or it seems like you're down, what's going on? And after they explain to you if they're willing, because if you've been a good friend of them, they're going to be willing. You say, hey, I'll pray for you about that, if that's okay. And would it be okay if I prayed for you right now? That's powerful. It is super duper powerful. It also takes the first time takes a lot of get up and gumption. I just made that up as we went.
1: Get up and gumption.
0: Yeah, It, it takes a lot of gumption and a lot of get up and go and that say works. you gotta do both.
1: That works. That's so right. so that is one thing that people can do and it's a really important thing when they see somebody hurting. But the first step is to just reach out to them and and just say, Hey, I just noticed you don't seem like yourself today. What can I what can I do for you or do you want to talk about it? Do you want to go for coffee? Whatever might be appropriate because it may not be the best time to talk about it there on the job, but they can talk about it at a break, at lunch, after work, whatever is appropriate. But they may say, yeah, I really do need somebody to talk to and take that opportunity to do that. So that's really just reaching out, noticing it and acknowledging it because a lot of people, sometimes we just have bad days.
0: I never do. I got a buddy of mine. His name will go unmentioned today. He never has a bad day.
1: That's awesome.
0: He lies.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, everybody has needs and we still need to reach out to them.
0: Hey, I'd like to thank Anna from Tampa for calling in and getting a copy of the book today. We'll get that sent out to you early next week. Thanks for listening, Anna, and thanks for tuning in to I From Radio Roundtable.
1: You're gonna enjoy the book.
0: You will enjoy the book, and after your, if you want an extra copy some other day, you let us know. We'll send you one so you can give another copy away. All right. So we have got another not another question. Um, can I witness to coworkers, customers, or vendors without being harassed by management? Hmm. Uh, That's a, it's a strong question because I don't know that a lot of managers will harass you,
1: but they may. Well, people may feel harassed. And um, so I think the simple answer is, well, yes, of course, there's a way to do that without getting harassed. But I think that's the fear of being in trouble and the fear of kind of, you know, the first question, what can I do without getting in trouble and that kind of thing? So really... Um, you know, being uh, assessing the situation again is the important thing, and we can't control what managers and people above us do. So we don't know whether they're going to harass you or not, but there are ways to do it that where you wouldn't be harassed.
0: Well, and I think it's really important to understand what does witness mean. It means mm. you, somebody says, "Hey, you know, hey, Jim, there's just something different about you," and we're like, "Yeah, I drink Mountain Dew." No, 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 there's something different about you, <laughs> and and people. And they say, you know, I just got to tell you, can we talk about this over lunch? Because really, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody and really share what Christ has done in your life, you need a few minutes. Don't take it away from your employer. And and make sure that your employer knows that you're not going to steal time from them by having a conversation that's not about work with an employee or a coworker during work time. But you're entitled to two 15-minute breaks during the day and a half an hour for lunch. Talk to that person say, listen, can we have a conversation you know, at lunch or can we have a conversation after work? I want to tell you something really cool that happened to me. And and, and then you get a chance to have that nonstop conversation. But, you know, if your boss knows that you're the number one, first of all, any, and this is my opinion, but I really think it's biblical. If you're a Christ follower, you should be the absolute best employee in the workplace.
1: Don't you think, Martha? Yes, I do. Because, well, Colossians 3.23 encourages us to do our work as unto the Lord.
0: And if we're going to do it to the Lord...
1: You're going to do the best that you possibly can do. So
0: everything about us should be, should well, first of all, when you come a Christ follower, everything about you should be changing. And in your workplace, everything uh, should reflect the Lord. And so if you're the best employee and, and your boss is going to go, you know, Jim, I don't really, uh, you know, I don't really care much about your faith in Jesus, but man, you're a good worker. Just keep it up. And, you know, if you feel like talking to somebody about Jesus, That that's fine. Just make sure you get your work done. They're going to eventually get to that point because they're going to go, you get twice as much work done as anybody else. Hey, we're trying to invite people to call in. We should we should invite people to call in. Yes. If you've got a question or a comment about how you're incorporating your faith into your workplace, you want to maybe have a question answered on, hey, I've been trying this, it's not working, You want you want to get Jim and Martha's perspective, that's fantastic. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Otherwise we're just share you share from some emails that we gotten from some people Call to the studio line 877-943-9673 877-943-9673 Ace is sitting by.
1: <laughs> you like saying. That. I do.
0: Well, he's not standing.
1: Well, so. it'd be kind of awkward.
0: What if I, and I don't want to lie. Well, there you go. I I really don't.
1: You know, one of the things too, um, when we were talking about some of these situations and questions, if there's somebody who has experienced this either for themselves or they had a situation where they saw somebody hurting and they reached out to them and um, they can share with everybody else how that went and be an encouragement. Because I think a lot of times we just need to see an example and although you can't see it on the air, you can hear it and you can be encouraged by that to also take that step.
0: Do we finish asking the question, "Can I witness to coworkers, customers, and vendors without being harassed by management?
1: Well, I don't know if you can ever completely finish answering that question <laughs> well I mean,
0: the big key, I think is understanding the environment you work within if you're in a small mm-hmm. business um and the and it's under fifty employees and the and the operator of that business absolutely forbids you from bringing your faith to work. obviously he can't because you bring your faith with you wherever you go. But you know, don't be obnoxious with Jesus. Jesus wasn't obnoxious. You're never going to lead your boss to Christ if you're obnoxious about it. You got to just share when you're given the opportunity to witness, which just means to share what Christ has done in your life. That's when you get those opportunities to share. I, I, I think it you should always be ready to share the hope that is within you, and mm-hmm. to do it in a respectful manner and respect the person that is cutting your paycheck. But they can't keep you from bringing your faith to work. Why? Because it's it's imper it's permeated every ounce of your energy, your life. I can't believe you said energy. Every ounce of your soul. It's I Work For Him Radio Roundtable right here every Friday in I Work For Him, just kind of talking about, hey, this is the situation I've got in my office. What do I do with it? How do I incorporate my faith there? Martha, you had a question.
1: Yeah, it said, my boss asked me to take down a plaque on my desk that said, I am a Jesus follower, and I didn't know what to do. Wow, that's a that's a great question because you you know it's it's um kind of an indicator of where your boss's heart might be if they're seeing that and asking you to take it down. Of course, we don't know in this situation whether the person um the boss decided that or if somebody complained or what the situation might have been. But I think um one thing to ask again is you know what led to this? Why would somebody want this to be taken down? And then respecting the authority, I think we're very, very um, committed to that mentality that you need to respect whoever is in authority over you, and of course be respectful in the um, the them asking you to do something like that. But I think it's okay to also question it and say, well, you know, this person didn't know what to do, so they, you know, maybe they took it down, but they're still struggling with whether that was the right thing or not. To maybe go back to the boss and say, you know, I don't understand why I have to take that off of my desk and and open the conversation. And they may tell them somebody complained or I think it's offensive or whatever their answer might be. But at least start that conversation because I think it's important to know where something like that is coming from.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's you're, you're given this little space at work and. You know, first of all, obey the rules. If there's rules in the office place that say no religious junk in your workplace, in your workspace, then respect the rule. If you are, um, if there's no rules about that, just don't be, don't be offensive about it. But people, people are offended by the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said they will, people will hate you, kill you. Your brothers will reject, reject you. Your mothers will reject you. Your children will reject you because of your faith. So the name of Jesus is offensive. So, Have that honest conversation, but do not let tempers flare, because that's pointless. You're never going to lead somebody to Christ through arguing.
1: You know, I think it's also important to ask yourself, why did you put up that plaque? Was it to remind yourself? Was it to make a statement so when other people came into your cubicle or your workspace that they knew a little bit more about you, or were you doing it to be defiant?
0: Are you depending on the plaque so that people know that you're a Christ follower, or Mm -hmm. are you depending on Jesus So that people know that you're a Christ follower. We don't need a plaque for people to connect to a, to look at a plaque and go, Oh, you're a Jesus follower. Honestly, I can walk into a room of 20 people. And if I spend two hours with them, I can point out the Christ followers and never have any of them tell you the true Christ followers. It just exudes from every pore. You, you can tell people who are filled with the Holy spirit and are really living with Jesus as their Lord. It is obvious. You don't need a plaque to convince people that you're a Christ follower. However, you do need to be prepared to minister to people in your workplace. If you're going to be a Christ follower in a workplace, don't just sit there and go, Well, I'm just doing my job. I can't tell people about Christ. No, look for those opportunities. It's a huge, huge opportunity. You are going to have an opportunity in your workplace. I am going to have more of an opportunity in my workplace than almost every pastor. I mean, I had a guest on last night who just shared, you know, 70% of people in our country today don't go to church.
1: Yeah, that's a they, lot. But
0: they go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and in Tampa Bay, if every pew were filled, over 3 million people still wouldn't have a place to sit in a church. They're not going anyway. But they
1: go to work. They do. But you know what I also thought, too, is with this question, if you put up a plaque that says, I am a Jesus follower, that pr- for some people, that took a lot of courage.
0: So way to go. Congratulations. Yes,
1: um, for Martha's other people, me to be
0: glass half full, no,
1: no, no, you, I'm just thinking, well, okay. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, because there are some people that could have put that up. And that t- was a very courageous move. And for other people, it was a, um, you know, maybe only half thought through, you know, that, oh, well, I'm going to put that up because. I, I should. I need to declare it. I, you just don't know where they came from. So I think that has a lot to do with how you respond, too, because if that was a big step of faith for you to put that up in your office and then they come and tell you to take it down, that that really tramples on your heart. And so really, I think it's okay to ask your boss, why? Why do I need to do this? I will do it. I will respect you, but I need to understand why you're, that's being asked of me.
0: But Try to do it without emotion.
1: Well, it can be emotion, but just not bad, <laughs> well, not, <laughs> you know, because if you're, if you're, yes, of course you want to try to well, I mean, if, you if, know, if, be controlled, but if it hurts your feelings. If you go in and, you, you, go your in
0: feelings, and you cry, and you, if you go sure. in and you're angry, you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have an opportunity to really have an honest conversation. Most of the time, the people who are offended by the name of Jesus are people who grew up in an extraordinarily religious environment. They were hurt by religious people. I'm not talking Christ followers. They were offended by religious people who, who had rules and regulations and beat people over the head, not with Jesus, but with rules and regulations. So we need to be sensitive to that. There's a lot of people out there, understand this world. There's a lot of people out there who have been abused physically, mentally, and emotionally by pastors and priests, and they'll never go back in a church but they still could get introduced to Jesus, the real Jesus Mm -hmm. through you. Mm -hmm. And that's important to recognize. So I apologize if I offended anybody out there telling, you know, it, it, we just need to be, we need to be bold and you don't need a plaque to show that you're a Christ follower. You just need to be the absolute best employee in your workplace. You need to be willing to minister to people at any point in time. When you see that they're down and out, look for ways to serve people in your workplace Pray for them by name each and every day. That's what I'm encouraging you to join the I Work For Him mm-hmm. Nation. Martha, they can go on our website and join the I Work For Him Nation. They oh, can. How we how have this
1: really neat um, thing that pops up when you go on our website, and it's got the flag, the nation flag. And if you click on that, it just encourages you what it is that we're looking for when somebody wants to join the nation. And you're really just making a, a self-declaration and saying, I am willing to do these things and take it another step further. And um, we just want to encourage you in that. And this is one way that they can do that. And then we will be able to communicate with you that join the nation and um, just have that community of people encouraging each other.
0: All right. we got one more question. We probably get in before the break. Okay. All right. Is it a good idea to invite people from work to my church?
1: I say yes.
0: I say think about it. Here's, here's why I, uh, I'm i going to go first. Because okay. you said yes, but here, here's why. Well, uh, the other day, it was probably several months ago, I was sitting in my church, and we go to First Baptist Church of Edim Rocks, and we go to Loud Church. So it's a rock and roll service where they worship Jesus, and we love that. It's dark. There's lights flying all over the place. But I, I got to thinking, if nobody's if a person has never been to church, and they walk into that service where people are raising their hands, they're singing loud music, it's dark, it's going to freak them right out of their skin. Because it's so weird. To us, it's normal because we're used to worshiping Christ, but it's going to freak people out. Now, you have an opportunity to introduce people in, 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 to Christ at work. You know, Make sure they know who you are and make sure that if you you invite them to church, you need to meet them outside and walk them through the doors. Because a lot of my friends will tell you, I'm not going to that church building because I'm worried if I walk through that church building, I'm going to get struck by lightning.
1: Yeah, that's such a great, um, it's a great conversation to have with people when they say that. Okay, so we were coming from different vantage points because you know what I actually was thinking? I was thinking Christmas musical program. What a wonderful opportunity. Christmas There's Eve service. Christmas Eve service, the Christmas musical, the an Easter pageant. What if, if, you, what if they something... need to come
0: to church now? Christmas is okay. five months off.
1: Well, okay, I'll give you that. But, you know, like our church, we they do a lot of musical performances throughout the year with the idea that inviting people to come to those, where they may come to a patriotic service at church, or they may come to a concert or something like that, Then they've come through the doors. They've gone. Oh, the lightning didn't strike me. I was able. They looked. They looked over their shoulder (laughs) and they survived. They didn't have to be grounded with you know special cords or anything, and then um, be able to uh, sit in the sanctuary for something, some event, and they they felt comfortable there. And they said, you know what, I could come back again. And then maybe they come for a holiday like Christmas and Easter. But then you can welcome them to a regular service as well.
0: Well the big key is don't expect the church to lead your friend to Christ. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can lead them to Christ. It's not that complicated. It, the work the Holy Spirit does the work. It's nice for them to hear the truth from the pulpit though. Every Friday, we try to give you an opportunity to call in and challenge us with your questions on, hey, I want to incorporate my faith into my workplace. What do I do? Now, we've run out of time today for you to call in, but you can always email us during the week, jim at iworkforhim.com or martha at com, or you can go out to the iworkforhim.com website and just click on contact us, send us a note. So we can deal with your question, your situation next week. Love to hear your testimonies on success that you're having in your workplace. Martha, we had one quick question we were going to answer before we headed out.
1: Yeah, someone asked, is it okay to pray at work?
0: Nope, you're not allowed to pray. They can see what's going on in your mind. Don't pray.
1: You know, that's a really cool thing about prayer is that you can pray at any time. You don't need to be in any specific posture, and um, especially when you're at work. I have a little plaque I brought up last week, the fact that it's right under my computer monitor, and it says, Pray First. And I am constantly reminded that it's really important, especially when making decisions at work or needing to deal with maybe a customer that's a little difficult or take a phone call that you weren't expecting to take at a bad timing or whatever it might be to say a prayer and just ask God to direct you and go before you. So most definitely it's okay to pray at work.
0: You know, I think really what we're trying to do with getting people to join the I Work For Him Nation, which we go out to our website, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, is just to make that commitment to pray at work Mm. and to pray for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Why should you do that? Because it will give you an opportunity. It will give you an opportunity to actually start making an impact by the Lord, just kind of prompted you. As you pray for people, your heart starts to change. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.